The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever! The following program contains opinions expressed by the Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Power up request received. Initiating systems. Powering up transmitters. Welcome to the Dead Zone. Radio show April 10th. Our guest tonight will be Lou Temple. He's best known for his role in The Walking Dead as Axel, and he's also been in The Devil's Rejects, among many other things. We're also going to have Michelle with the news, and music wise, we're going to start off tonight with Gunboat by Vixtrola. Also, don't forget if you're looking for something to do, an event to attend, go to paranormaladventuresevents.com. Check that out and see what's lined up. And might give you give you an idea of something to do. Now. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
paranormal news. Welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal News. So on Coast to Coast AM, I found an article here about using hypnosis as a tool to communicate with spirit guides and understanding spiritual realms. Okay, so the person that they were speaking with uh, goes by the name of James Schwartz. And he goes on to say that in hypnotic sessions with his clients who were communicating directly with their guides, he's gleaned much information about such things as the afterlife, karma, parallel planes, and healing. When we die, the spirit continues on and experiences other realms and dimensions, he detailed. Swartz's client Danielle, working with a master guide, described her journey to a higher vibrational plane that she claimed she could simultaneously inhabit at night while her physical body remained here. This led Swartz to explore the idea that our spirits can experience parallel lives and multiple planes of awareness as we go about our daily existence. He compared our higher selves or spirit energy to a kind of power station that connects perhaps up to a hundred different simultaneous lifetimes and experiences. The guides have suggested that spirits are constantly reincarnating, he added. Swartz reached out to listeners inquiring if any were acquainted with the late Mount Shasta-based spiritual teacher Pearl Doris, who lived from 1906 to 1990, whom he believes has been coming through as his own guide. So I find this this topic very interesting, and I found some more articles that people have written about this. So we will go on to the next article here in just a second. Alright, so I found another article on selfgrowth.com. It's called, the article is called Meet Your Spirit Guides. It's written by Michelle Beaudry. So this is a pretty long article. I'm not going to read every little bit of it. So if you're interested, again, it's selfgrowth.com by Michelle Beaudry called Meet Your Spirit Guides. She goes on to talk about um, that your guides love you. Your guides nudge you from time to time, registering as intuition or deja vu. They are that gut feeling that lets you know to embrace the situation or run away. They are the so-called imaginary friends you had as a child who came to play with you when you needed to not feel so lonely. Now that you are an adult, the clarity of their communication can become cloudy when you are spinning with emotional duress. Sometimes when you need them the most, you may feel the least receptive to their help. Please understand that this phenomenon generates from the human side only. Your guides always desire to help you. When you are ready to open a crystal clear channel of communication, they are right there with bells on. They love you. That is their job. From angels to zoo animals. So you may be pleased to know that angels prevail as spirit guides and your odds of having several angels looking out for you is high indeed. Keep an open mind when meeting your spirit guides for the first time. In years of helping clients meet their guides through hypnosis, I have known spirit guides to appear as angels, pulsing lights, councils of 12 in white robes, two and four footed animals, alien life forms, and every description of human being imaginable and so forth. Your guides may be a he, she, it, or they. Having a small group of several guides is common. 
yet you might have only one. No matter what visual form your guides take, they can and will readily communicate directly with you. So your options, you can visit a psychic reader and have them describe your guides to you. They'll be happy to deliver messages back and forth since the reader, not you, experiences them directly. With hypnosis, you have direct communication. Or you can use methods that include years of meditation, near-death experiences, and highly illegal non-prescription drugs. Do you have years at your disposal to learn meditation, or do you want answers now? Do you really want to tempt death? Do you trust hallucinogenic street drugs? I assure you there is a better, safer option, and that is hypnosis. So she goes on and on here and talks more and more about hypnosis. Like I said, I'm not going to read every little bit here to you. I'm going to go on down here. Um, what hypnosis is, please understand that the feeling of being an individual is a necessary part of experiencing a human lifetime. And for that experience, we need a conscious mind as well as the spiritually connected subconscious mind. Your conscious mind filters out the interconnectedness of all energy in the universe expressly so you can have your human experience of being an individual. Hypnosis simply sets aside the conscious part of the mind and it accesses the far larger, more powerful subconscious. In other words, set aside the conscious mind with hypnosis and its filter disengages. This opens up your senses to the spiritual world and gives you direct access to your guides. So easy, you do it with your eyes closed. Hypnosis is easier to do than you think, and your guys are happy to talk to you. So what are you waiting for? Meet them today. Oh, and one last note, refrain from asking your guides about money. For some reason, the very idea of money only makes them laugh. Ask them why yourself if you like. Ask them anything you like, anything at all. See, they love you. That is their job. Millions of people are affected by the Para-X bug. I realize that it is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and long into the afterlife as well. If you have the Para-X bug, there is hope. With a nightly visit to the Para-X website and intensive past life regression therapy, I can control it. Even with the Para-X bug, I can still lead an active life of radio show hosting, paranormal investigating, evidence checking, attending conferences, book writing, keeping up with the latest technology, and still keep my 40-hour-a-week day job. If you think that you have the Para-X bug or know someone who might, visit para-x.com. And remember, you are not alone. I am not alone. I. 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 I am not alone. The Para-X bug may cause the urge to chase shadow people, visit exotic haunted locations, adopt a pug wedgie, or spend all of your time trying to figure out the laws and principles of paranormal investigation. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Sudden visions of full-body apparitions or feeling the covers being pulled off you in the middle of the night by unseen hands may also be signs of exposure to the Para-X bug. The use of Para-X may be habit-forming and an overwhelming desire to provoke spirits may be a serious side effect. If these symptoms last more than four hours, you should quickly consult a trusted witch and have her cast a what the hell are you thinking spell on you. If symptoms persist, please contact the Para-X Radio Network Homeland Security Team for further instructions. The Para-X bug may cause urges for late night speaking with spirits and ghosts. 
Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Overwhelming desire to try provoking a spirit may be a serious side effect. Those with Para-X bug effects lasting more than four hours should consult Para-X or see a professional. Sudden outbursts at the mention of orbs may be a sign of exposure to the Para-X bug. Use of Para-X may be habit-forming. Use caution when engaging in Para-X chat. All right, so this one is called Blog of the Angels, 1001 Angelical Secrets to Share. How to Meet Your Spirit Guides. So before we get down to business, we need to cover the idea of what exactly spirit guides are. The idea of spiritual guides can be found all over the world in all different forms from all different times. The ancient Egyptians often viewed animals as being spiritual guides containing the souls of family members who had passed on to the afterlife. From the UK to China, dragons have been seen as spiritual creatures that guide their wards down certain paths. Today, in the Western world, spiritual angels are the most common spirit guides, but they can take on the form of animals. So why is connection important? Now, this may seem like a silly question for those of you who have experienced the connection before, but for those who haven't, the idea as a whole may seem a little odd. To put it in simple terms, your spirit guides are simply there to help you along your path. So how to meet your spirit guides. In this article, we're going to explore four of the main techniques used for learning how to connect with your spirit guide. Be direct and purposeful. Spirit guides can be difficult to make initial contact with. They don't just appear out of the woodwork because you ask them to. It's not like saying Beetlejuice three times. If you have to display to your guides what you want, I'm sorry, you have to display to your guides that you want and are ready for their guidance. Take some time to think about why and write down some of the reasons. Perhaps you've lost, you've become lost on your spiritual journey or need help dealing with your own emotions. There's always a reason, at least one, so take some time to look within yourself for the answers. When you know yourself why you're trying to connect with your guides, they will appear. Meditation. Following on from the previous example, you may need a method for looking inwards or for reaching out to your guides in the first place, or both. Meditation is the best tool for this. You can use a guided meditation to learn how to meet your spirit guides, or simply carry out your own meditation. Simply focus on your breathing until you reach that familiar meditative state. Once there, reach out to your guides and explain to them why you're choosing now to connect with them. Keep an open mind and see what happens. Don't begin your meditation with a set idea of how you think things will go. This brings us to our next point. Manage expectations. Learning how to meet your spirit guide isn't always what people expect. Some think that it's like the movies where spiritual angels appear on your shoulder or a small red dragon appears from the smoke. In reality, the situation can be very different. Your experience could be as minor as seeing a certain color or could be as mind-blowing as a full-on vision. But the important thing is setting your mind up to fail. Go into your meditation or other techniques knowing that it's very likely you may not experience anything in this instance. It could take 5 attempts, 12, maybe even 20. Then again, it could happen the first go. The trick is to expect nothing so you can appreciate whatever your guides present you with. Sleep or dreams. Believe it or not, when you enter a deep sleep, your body and soul naturally absorb cosmic energy from the surrounding world. 
During this phase, your heightened levels of spiritual energy allow for clearer contact with higher beings. This, of course, includes your spirit guides. The issue here is that you're, of course, asleep and guiding yourself can be a little challenging. You have two options. Use some deep sleep techniques and hope that your guides appear to you within your dream or use hypnosis or guided meditation based on deep sleep and on contacting your guides. That way, when you fall asleep and enter deep sleep, your mind will be guided to where it needs to go. So I have this other article that I found on the subject. This is on LonerWolf.com. Seven Types of Spirit Guides and How to Connect with Them. To many people, spirit guides are entities that we choose or are helpers that are assigned to us before birth. And still to other people, spirit guides are parts of our higher selves that reveal themselves to us in various shapes and forms. No matter what you think of spirit guides, and no matter how new age or down to earth your understanding is, it is beyond doubt that we all need guidance, direction, and support in life beyond our own capabilities or those who surround us. Spirit guides, like many other elements of spirituality, have been heavily sullied, monetized, and commercialized both on the internet and in real life. But despite the apparent tarnishing of their value, spirit guides are nevertheless a shared human experience. Spirit guides are often thought as spirits that guide us, but in my experience with them, they are universal forces that guide our spirits to greater clarity, freedom, joy, and peace. If you are just beginning your journey of connecting with your spirit guide, keep reading. So what are spirit guides? Our spirit guides are universal forces that are here to help us. A spirit guide can be an angel, animal, mythical creature, ancestor, ancient god or goddess, otherworldly entity, or interdimensional being. At the most basic level, a spirit guide is a type of energy that is embodied in an array of different forms. Spirit guides are archetypal forces, aspects of life with teach, warn, support, comfort, remind, and reveal things that we need to learn about ourselves in order to grow. Do spirit guides actually exist on another dimension, or are they all inside the mind? Well, here's the thing. I can't answer that for you. It's one of the great mysteries of life. Only you can decide that for yourself. You might also be wondering whether we have many spirit guides or just one. Personally, I divide spirit guides into two categories, our major guides and our minor guides. Major guides typically accompany us throughout our lives and help us to learn major life lessons. Minor guides are temporary and help with daily concerns or issues that we struggle with. In other words, yes, I believe we have multiple spirit guides. Some we are born with, others visit us sporadically during the course of life. So my experience with spirit guides. Okay, I've got to admit it, by nature, I'm a skeptical person. I don't like believing something unless I'm practically hit in the face with it. Evidence has to basically be falling down from the sky and crushing me flat until I relent and open my eyes. Sorry, Lee Poy, but this sounds like you. Until about four years ago, spirit guides were just new age mumbo jumbo to me. I ignorantly assigned them to the crystal healing and fortune telling category. In essence, I judged and dismissed that which I had not yet experienced. So it was with a great shock and awe that I came across my first spirit guide. This experience happened on a series of shamanic trips I shared with my partner, Medio. 
I hope I, I said that right. I went into the experience with my mind half open and half closed from disbelief. Will this actually work? A part of me wondered. But holding the intention to meet my spirit guide strongly in mind, I eventually met him, Pan, the god of the wild places. For 30 minutes or more, I saw this half-man, half-goat guide me down into my inner underworld. It was Pan that initiated me into my shadow work journey. But it didn't just stop there. Through the next coming years, I continued to see Pan every so often in my daily life and in my dreams. Not only that, but I continued to meet more spirit guides. The floodgates had been opened. If you are dubious about the existence of spirit guides like I was, I encourage you to at least try it before you brush it off. Acknowledge the possibility that you might be wrong. Allow a margin of error. On the other hand, if you believe in the existence of spirit guides, if you have had direct experience with them, but seek a stronger connection, you will find some helpful advice below. The seven types of spirit guides. Right now, it seems to be a common trend to believe that spirit guides are primarily animals or angelic beings, but this is only one small dimension of the many possibilities that exist out there. Spirit guides, I believe, can have unlimited shapes and forms. A spirit guide could just as easily be a soft gust of air that makes the hairs on your arm stand up, as it could be a full-blown godly being that you meet during a shamanic journey. There are so many possibilities out there, and below I will break down the main types, species, or forms of spirit guides which you might encounter on your path. Remember, you can have more than one, and most people often do. Number one is a half-man, half-beast. Many spirit guides manifest themselves as half-man, woman, and half-animal. Number two, animals or totems. Animals are well-known spirit guides and have gained a lot of popularity over the past few years, perhaps thanks to their accessibility in our everyday lives. Number three, light beings. Many people describe light beings, also commonly known as guardian angels, as being their spirit guides. Light beings are said to help people move through traumatic areas of life, such as death, loss, and grief. Number four, ancestors. Ancestral guides are entities that have some kind of blood connection to us and our lineage. Our ancestral guide could be a recently deceased member of our family, mother, father, aunt, grandfather, or a long dead relative that you have perhaps never met in your lifetime. Number five, plants. Shamans believe that the world and everything in it is composed of vibrant living energy. This includes plants. Number six, gods and goddesses. Gods and goddesses have been worshipped, feared, and written about since the dawn of time. They span across every culture, every tradition, every religion, and every part of the world. Number seven, ascended masters. Ascended masters are beings that have already lived on this earth, gone through a spiritual awakening, but have become enlightened, awakened, or have transcended, transcended the cycle of reincarnation. Thus, Ascended Masters represent the ultimate teachers and gateways to the divine. Now, this article goes on and it tells, talks about nine ways to connect with your spirit guides. Uh, they have scrying, dream work, silencing your mind, bibliomancy, bibliomancy, I cannot, uh, bibliomancy, I don't know, I've never heard of that one, visualization, <clears throat> 
Plant Medicine Journeying, Trance, Nature Immersion, Looking for Synchronicity. <clears throat> it's a pretty long article. There's lots, lots and lots here that I didn't read. Anyway, I find spirit guides very interesting. I have always wanted to connect with my spirit guide. I have tried meditation um, unsuccessfully. That I did have a, a friend of mine that I call her my my spiritual guide. She does not like to be called a medium, uh, but I get a lot of information from her. And she told me that my main spirit guide that she couldn't see a face. She just saw the color yellow. Um, so I just, I kind of picture that when I'm trying to make a connection. Now, I have had that feeling that I was being guided. Uh, sometimes I've ignored it and I wish I hadn't. And other times I have followed that, what you call your intuition, your gut feeling. Sometimes it's a thought that you have. <clears throat> Excuse me. But just know that if you are getting that tingle, that gut feeling, that thought pops into your head, don't ignore it. I, I can tell you lots of stories of things that have happened. Uh, one of them is kind of a, a little bit of a creepy story. It involved me and my husband. Uh, he doesn't really like me to tell the story, so I won't. Um, but he did have a brush with death. And if I would have listened to the voice in my head and that gut feeling that told me what to do in the moment. I wish I would have, but it wasn't his time. So God spared him. And uh, it was, it was a miracle. Uh, maybe he'll let me tell you the story one day. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this all about spirit guides. There's a lot more articles out there if you're interested. Um, meditation, though, I do believe is one of the best ways to try to connect with your spirit guide. And like the one article said, it takes a while. It takes practice and a lot of patience. And you have to be very aware uh, of what's going on because you can you can very easily dismiss the, the messages, the signs that come through, the signals, um, that gut feeling that you ignore and you wish you wouldn't have. And those are all your spirit guides talking to you, trying to nudge you to do something that you need to do or not to do something that you shouldn't do. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've had any experiences with your spirit guide, you've had success in hypnosis or meditation in reaching out to your spirit guides, Drop me a line. Tell me about it. Michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. Are you in a band or know of a band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free? We want to hear from you. One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help.
Christopher St. Booth and you're listening to The Dead Zone. If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Here are the one, the only Dead Zone. Hello? Uh, Lee. Lee, hey, uh, yeah, you got me. How's, how's it going, brother? All right. Hey, uh, I thought we were going at one, so I... Uh, That's all right. I held, uh, I held up a bit. That's but, all right. Uh, what's good for you, Lee? Uh, I'm, we're going, we're doing it right now. Oh, do you want to do it on video? Do you film it, or how no. do you go about doing it? No, uh, it's uh, just um, audio only, and... You know, it's pre-recorded, so just in case I slip up, I can edit it, <laughs> you know. Oh, okay. Hey, buddy, I'm so sorry about all the hiccups with this. Oh, I apologize. No yeah, problem at all. Thank you for having the patience. No problem at all whatsoever. I, um, I know that uh, my schedule uh, got upended, and I know yours has on several occasions, and so I'm... I'm uh, Right. I'm sorry about that, but but I'm glad we're good uh, now because I know. Are, are you airing it tomorrow? No, it'll actually air. Well, uh, yeah, it will actually Sunday. Yeah, it'll air, uh, eight eight o'clock on Parax Radio Network and Monday. Yeah. So I want. Go ahead. I wanted to make sure I got you, so because I know you advertised and I put out a flyer for uh, April the tenth. So right. 
at the very least we got we'll have something going but um right <laughs> well thank you for being um okay. uh, available and hey are do you do something with the weather is that what keeps you bouncing but no <laughs> do something with the weather well well actually the weather causes problems for us because because we live out in the sticks so yeah as far as uploading things and that kind of thing uh, gotcha. for yeah. some reason i thought yeah i thought you were a storm chaser or something oh, so well, i thought that, actually, that, actually. that was always keeping you actually actually i am that's been a long time now gotcha yeah so what's going on man wow well, um, you know, Vincent and I, and thank you again uh, to you for your help. Um, right. uh, Vincent and I are trying to get this podcast up and running, right. and um, we think we have a, a good chemistry that we would be able to bring something. And I love your artwork that you were thank you you built so quickly. So we'll uh, we'll be getting, I guess, approval on that, or and then. Um, Right, I think, and then sending you some remuneration for your effort. Oh, cool! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vincent did say that uh, the producers are something about maybe thinking of something else, or, or there's something in the works right now. I didn't know if you guys wanted to talk about that before you it actually came out or what. That's why I didn't mention it. Um, no, no, I think. Uh, I think we're not certain on the producing team that we have is one right. thing. I think right. Vincent and I are capable of, uh, of making decisions on our own. Absolutely. And so um, we'll, you know, we'll start by driving the train and then whoever wants to come on and conduct, right? you know, th th that's fine. And so we just, we just got to get the, the train moving, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and keep, um, keep moving forward. Yep. And so, I think that's where that is, that goes. But the artwork that you have offered is great. Right. Really. Uh, I love the logo. I never thought twice about a logo. Do you have a logo for your show? Yes, absolutely. That's what I actually. Okay. That, that's, so I guess that's important, huh? Well, that, that's well. We would you call ourselves the the our, ourselves the Dead Zone, and you know it's just a text logo, but uh, and it's what we use. It's it's, it's what uh, has branded us. So yeah. I mean the same as the Full Moon Studios logo, exactly, and, and the Rip logo. So, yeah, I mean that's what I do actually in, in real right. life. Right, in real right, life, right. I'm, in real life, I'm a graphic designer, so I mean that's second nature. So noted, yeah, and you're good, and you're quick, and you turn it around, and uh, so right, thank you. So that being said, as that goes, uh, we want to definitely. Uh, uh, take care of your time and your efforts oh yeah uh it, as that goes not uh, not just um play the friend card you know oh, i know uh, i know i because, vincent you know i do I, I, I don't know we I, get out i've done several things for vincent already i mean he, he, he's always good about you know compensating and i'm, I'm in no yeah. hurry yep speaking great, of that great speaking, we'll speaking. figure we'll figure that out but up to this point whatever you want Whatever you've offered has been top-notch. Thank you, Lee. Cool, cool. No problem. Also, um, I don't know how it's going to work or how it's going to pan out, but, you know, Greg T. Justice, the uh, owner of Paranormal Adventures Events Management, wants to work with you guys along with Rip, with Michelle and I, to uh, maybe do something. I don't know. Something like Vincent said. Uh, uh, there's a hundred of them, but, you know, 
ghost stories or uh, ghost investigations, that kind of thing. All right. Right. Yeah, that might be fun. That and, would be and, fun. You know, I um, we're around a lot of those people quite a bit when we're out on the road right. Um, right. and doing conventions. We meet a lot of the paranormal folk, and right. so yeah, I always think that's uh, that's got a great following. Obviously, you right. know, they 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 have a uh, a certain amount of uh, they have a great audience, right. and um, but like and so, I think that's. Yeah, like he said, though. That's interesting. Like he had said, you know, there's a hundred out there at the time, but they're not you guys. They don't, they're not you two with, with, you know, they don't have your chemistry together. So I think it would be really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. I mean, we we always feel like, you know, that that's something, you know, it's like a good band, you know, and you're a music guy, so you appreciate that. Right. You know, when there's when there's a flow and there's a great kind of a, a, a groove, right. you know, in the music studio that you talk about, that groove. Right. Yeah, man. Right. And so, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not, I think we have a little bit of that. We yeah. Don't, yeah, it's not cookie cutter. We don't try to outdo each other. We try to do, yeah, we try to do each other. So it's like, hey, I'm going to do you, you do me, and and it'll be all, it'll be good. And, uh, awesome. yeah. um, Occasionally, I can be a little um, aggressive. Vincent's always real, real chill. Yeah. So he'll he'll always dial me back, and I think that that's cool. Right. And um, more than anything, we just enjoy each other's company. We have fun. I think that comes that comes across. Yeah, that, that yeah, that comes across absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of Vincent, um, as far as who's the- your favorite band, Lee? Who's your favorite band? I've been- Oh, I've man. been reading a lot of rock and roll stuff lately, uh-huh. and music, and um, that's a hard... I just had the pleasure of reading David Grohl's uh, new book, Storyteller, oh, yeah. and it's a fantastic read. But he talks about growing up with, you know, Led Zeppelin and right. and uh, um, ACDC, and then right. moving on to you know Pantera and right. Slayer, and uh, and so I'm guessing one of those is in your game oh yeah they're, yeah they're, they're in my circle yeah it's, that's, that's a hard call for a favorite band i mean you're talking you're talking from the 70s up until this point i mean wow <laughs> it kind of yeah. really kind of depends on the era right yeah. yeah yeah it does it does and i i think that it also i think when you you kind of keep evolving in your um or like technology, right? Uh, you start to recognize. Yeah. Um, there's different music and different techniques of, of building music, but I think it always brings you back to some original sounds. Right. So all of a sudden, I'm sort of going back into really chunky guitar chords. Oh yeah. That that I've overlooked through through um, through the, the ages so maybe I'm throwing back into some of the 70s sound like love it, yeah. for me for some reason I think because of the songwriting I, I love Creedence Clearwater that's oh, yeah. probably my go to sound absolutely yes I mean yeah you can't beat Fogarty, uh, Fogarty's voice at all you can't yeah and I think because he tells the story in right. so many of his songs I think that appeals to me because I'm always trying to tell a story so he informs a lot of the characters that I do. Right. And think about this, too. I mean, the band, 
portrays themselves as, uh, we'll just say, Southern boys, and they're all from California. Yeah, right. They're from San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think is I think that's brilliant because because they kind of have fresh eyes when they went down and saw the South, and so that was the impression that it laid upon them. And, right. and there's a kind of a a beauty to what they present. Right. That, that swing, that swag, you know, that bayou, that bayou sound that they do. Right. Um, and it worked perfect for the era. I always, uh, I, I, when, I, when I, yeah, when I work with Rob Zombie, I always put um, the impetus on him to say, I ask him, what, who do you think's the soundtrack of, of this character that you wrote? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you who I think. And, Typically, we're, we're pretty close. Right. And uh, I guess the last time I worked with Rob was on the movie 31, and I was doing Psycho Head. <laughs> and I missed entirely on my sonic take on who that. I was sort of thinking Elton John, and he's like, oh, f I don't know. Um, <laughs> look, it, 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 it's got to be uh, the Ram Band, oh, Black Betty. He said, that's where yeah. we're at with this guy right. and I go oh of course perfect yeah, yeah. all right yeah <laughs> what is what is it what is it like working with uh with Rob I know a buddy of mine does um John Five's mask and, and stage props and he says he's pretty cool what's your take on him Rob's great he's he's your type of people you know he's he's a product of his childhood right which which again I think I think that's that's what I'm liking about all these 70s and 80s uh, big heavy sounding metal bands is they are products of their rock and roll upbringing or their their rebellion. Right. And so Rob's got a lot of that in him and uh, he's, he's really easy to work with from the standpoint of um, showing up, being prepared and presenting what you've prepared. Right. But if you're not prepared, he's frustrated because right. that's not something he wants to actually have to do. He's right. he's kind of laid the foundation, and he wants you to do all the framing and drywall. Right. And so you're hard, um, you're he's great. Job, he's got yeah. a great sense of humor. He's yeah, you're hired for a job, so do your job exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like so, for instance, when I was struggling a little bit with Psycho Head from Thirty One, I'm like, Rob, what? What, what is this guy? Why is he so mad? He goes, look, you're the actor, dude. I just wrote it. You figure that out. That's, that's <laughs> right. exactly why I hire you. you got a great imagination, and right. it'll be great. And so, and I knew that going in, but I just was maybe not sure. And he reminds me all the time, I hire you to act right. and to do that. Right. And so that's, a, that's really cool. Okay. Um, and that's him. He's got a great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I always say about Rob Lee is that... Um, he knows what he wants, and he wants what he knows. Right. And uh, I think being a detailed person like you in graphic design, you can appreciate that. Right. There's not right. really an in-between. Like, you you appreciate when your clients say, no, 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 I need it, I need it a little more this way. Or, right. Right. Uh, you know, I, the clients that don't know what they want are tough. Oh, I my find. God, yes. Oh, oh, yeah, I know what I want, but I don't know what it is, you know. 
so describe it to me. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that might be the name of your company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Along that, along those lines, um, uh, as far as uh, the Devil's Rejects, uh, the character was banjo. Uh, what what was it? Banjo. What was it? I'm forgotten now. Damn it. Adam Banjo. Adam yeah. Banjo. Adam yeah. Banjo. Yeah. Okay. Now, what song did you associate with him? Well, because they were uh, they were really plucky chicken finger type of um, uh, bluegrass country guys. Right. Uh, we were really focusing on um, Southern Rock, Almond Brothers. Right. Uh, um, uh, you know the kind of uh, um, Petty, Tom Petty stuff. Yeah. Uh, really, sort of that uh, that sound, right. so obviously. That but um, you know specifically I think uh, I was always trying to you know land some of the plucky bluegrass banjo sound in there mm -hmm. um, and um, and, th and that was difficult because it's so country trying you know not a lot of people roll uh, banjos in there but right. um, uh, you know, I was trying not to be so country chicken picking as as Blatt and Scruggs, but maybe more um, ZZ Top, Dusty Hill, early albums. Right. You know, right. Blackbird right. on a Wire, maybe something. You, you know, uh, in in those con you know contexts. Right. Um, I got you. Uh, so we, we were, you know, I, the. I kept remembering listening to uh, Guitar Town by Steve Earle a lot, uh, and so that just was kind of a, a a good movement. But then I always am able to go back to um, uh, Credence, yeah, you know, another, and another. so like Unstoppable, when I did Unstoppable, um, uh, Commotion, Commotion by Credence Clearwater was my go-to song, because right. it had this driving train this driving uh, bass line that just kept moving forward and it felt like I was chasing a train. All right. And um, I've heard Fogarty do Midnight Special and I like that lonesome howl he can kind of do with it. Right, right. You know, uh, he's a great example of an over-actor like Jack Nicholson in yeah. the music industry, you know. Yeah. He can really lay it on thick as a, as a you know, a Bayou guy, you know, he's right. really overplaying it, right. and uh, um, but that's what it sounded like when we heard Lead, Be Lead Belly and those blues guys do it, you know, to our ears, and that's what I kind of miss. I miss stuff that doesn't sound right, which to me is rebellious. Right. I that guy's really, you know, yeah, and <laughs> and um, so you know. But we all have taste. What I like, I love about music is that it's so subjective, and we all right. No, when uh, this when this airs uh, Sunday, hopefully, if I can get the weather will cooperate and I can get it uploaded. Um, uh, speaking of songs that I like or bands that I like, one of our house bands will be on it. It's, it's uh, Void Void Vader, and they're they, I love them. They're awesome. Floyd Vader. Okay. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. So don't forget that. Great. And are are they uh, old 
old school rock and roll? Yeah, are they kinda. heavy? What do they do? They're kind of right in the middle. They kind of hit right between. Okay. I would say I would say early '80s, mid '90s. That kind of rock. It's cool. It, they're a great band. You'll enjoy. Yeah. It. You'll enjoy yeah. 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 You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And do they have any southern influence? Oh. You know who I forgot to mention? How could I? Would be Skinner. Skinner. You know, there's a lot of Leonard Skinner. Uh, <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, for Adam Banjo, I just think uh, you know. But the Almond Brothers, I think the Almond Brothers, sort of that 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 kind of. Uh, but the in my mind, that's who we were because I was trying to be really cool, Tom Pettyish. But in Rob's mind, we were just these hillbilly hicks. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he right. was trying to throw us more into bluegrass. And then the album we ended up, the album we ended up cutting was way more bluegrass than it was uh, country rock. To right. be honest, it was I, it was way more hillbilly. I know two that we left out too that, that or two that I loved was uh, Molly Hatchet and Blackfoot. I mean those guys. Loved them. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, I mean that's so they have a, they have that continuing driving, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right. train train uh, plucky guitar sound that that's uh, yeah it keeps it moving. Man, that's right. awesome. Yeah, Molly Hatchet could uh, could get get you down the road. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, get you a speeding ticket too. That's the truth. Yeah, is that truth. is that is the truth. Music, yeah, music get in, get into you, and you're doing ninety before you know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, that is true. All right. Well, I like that. I like that music uh, drives th- a lot, you know. And it's right. I like that I'm able to connect it with the work that I do. Right. Um, right. You know what I like about it's come to me to to be aware is that when as as actors we're always trying to be somebody, but as musicians they're just being themselves. Right. And I love that a guy can kind of show up and jam you know robert plant could kind of just drop into any band and do his thing right and not really try to fit in with the band right and everybody was super cool and it made it for a really cool a cool hang but actors then they drop into a television show and try to fit in with the walking dead as to what right. the tone is and right i suppose that makes sense yeah yeah it does actually that was going to be my next question i'm going to assume that out of all the list as long as your arm of characters you played I'm going to assume you enjoyed Axel the most yeah I mean I liked Axel because um, there was a lot of layers to him and there was a lot of life you know people will talk about television and film as being the same but they're they're really different from my take right? Uh, in that in a film you've got these two hours and almost every word on the script Lee becomes kind of important yeah and then in television you get to kind of be Johnny Appleseed and right. plant seeds for your character along the way Norman right. Reedus taught me that right and so um, you really get to live in a television series and I felt like Axel was somebody that we got to know albeit too soon he left us yeah uh, but yeah I really did enjoy Axel because he kind of wore his heart on his sleeve right plus that was a reoccurring role that you had and not just a movie that you were in for you know one shot one deal i mean that was more or less i'm i'm gonna call it a steady job for a while but yeah sure thank you yeah it was not steady enough man i (laughs) dug a hole for a swimming pool and it ended up being a skateboard ramp (laughs) um and so 
yeah, I can't fill it up uh, or heat it. Uh, but, you know, you always think you're, what's the great thing about the show is they bring you in and make you think like you're going to be there for a long time. And you're like, man, if Andrew Lincoln ever leaves, I'll be the star of the show. Yeah. And then before you know it, you get a call that says, yeah. Yeah, you get a script. The, but the yeah. governor's going to take a shot and yeah. you're going yeah. You're going to be in the way, yeah. yeah. And so, um, you try to honor your character and do the best you can, so that you you go out with uh, you know grace and dignity yeah. and, and 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 honor, like man, I say. Be, so, you'll be remembered Walking Dead was not not was it is the gift that keeps giving. Let's right. put it that way. Right. And this is the final season too, but you'll always be known. This for is it. It's hard to imagine. It's gone. Yeah, thanks. And I don't mind that. I, I'm I'm proud of that. I'm proud of what we did, and I appreciate. Now, is um, that is that where uh, you, you know and when Vincent met? and I? Is that where you guys met? That was the very first time that we ever met. That's, okay. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we didn't really know what the dynamics were going to be, and they were so secretive back in those days. They didn't tell us anything. We all, you know, three of those guys thought they were playing different characters I knew who I was coming in to play but I didn't know exactly how they wanted me to play that character and and it got confusing and they kept us off balance which I think was a great idea because it it made us uh, really focus on being aware right and I think they got more out of us and right. and we recognized hey we're it was also a great time because they'd spent season two at the Herschel's farm, right? And, and they hadn't seen any fresh meat, no fresh blood for a long, a whole season. So when we showed up, everybody was really excited <laughs> to have us, and it was just, it was great, right? And uh, you know, we landed, and and the very first scene we're watching Herschel Scott Wilson, God rest his soul, get his leg cut off. Yeah. My first line in the whole show is "Holy fish!" Right. You know. <laughs> Yeah, my wife. We, I think I'm not sure, but I think we. So had that, a, that that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. Right, uh, Michelle. At, at one point, for whatever reason, she was down uh, down south. She she had gone. Her and a friend had gone to a restaurant, and they were sitting in there. And this this is before she ever even knew anything about The Walking Dead. And she said these two zombies just right. walked in and ordered some takeout and left. She had no idea what was going on. That's hilarious. It is. Yeah, it was crazy. That, that, it, you know, we just we flew under the radar for about three or four seasons down in Georgia, and that was a big part of being in Georgia was that we were away from yeah, a eyes. lot of you know yeah, prying eyes, prying thoughts, you know, suits, executives, those kind of things. But also, keep in mind, Robert Kirkman is a Southern boy. He's from Kentucky. The, right. the you know he he had always envisioned it being a, a, a kind of a southern uh you know georgia dirty south type piece you know right. it was always it was a lot of the characters were based on people that were in his family right i'm so glad you were able to come on man i hope hope you'll come back we're gonna run out of time here um we're gonna see what's gonna go on with uh the i'm i'm very happy too it's it's been with the, with the investigation. It's been long overdue, and I'm happy that we were able to uh, to connect and uh, you know tell Michelle thank you for always being available. Uh, you know uh, on email, and uh, I'm I'm proud to be a part 
of the dead zone. Awesome. And and, uh, and we'll be doing it again. Oh yeah. And we'll do it again. Absolutely. And I will I will get with Greg and have him try to get with you guys and kind of explain more what he's talking about. I guess because I'm kind of I'm kind of lost at this point too. Okay. It's early, but you know. But anyway, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. And don't it's, forget, we're going to have you back. All right, Lee. Well, to your audience, don't um, uh, don't forget to tune into the Dead Zone and and get your uh, your inside information and uh, keep it keep it moving forward, buddy. And uh, we'll, I look forward to doing it uh, again. All right, we will. You take care. Okay, you too. Thanks for having me, Lee. Okay. All right, good on you. All right, bye. This is Rick McCullum of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. Dead Zone WDZRDV Worldwide. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. 